Hey everybody, I'm Greg Soule and this is Why Am I, a podcast where I get to talk to interesting people and try and trace a path to where they find themselves today. My guest this go around is actually a team, the Cold Spot Paranormal Investigators, which is composed of Josh, Jamie, and Elisa. I found this trio via their podcast, Paranormal Peeps, but what has me most interested is their uh, their short, I'm doing air quotes here, road trips that have them doing investigations at all hours of the night in places from, say, old abandoned uh, theaters or perhaps prisons. It's an interesting mix of places. Uh, while the common theme is ghost hunting, each member has their own reasons for hunting ghosts and their own beliefs as to why they exist. It's pretty interesting how they leave space for each other in that respect. At any rate, I hope you enjoy this conversation and may the ghost be ever in your favor. That was for you, Josh. We have today, Elisa, Jamie, and Josh, thank you for joining me on the YMI podcast. Thank you for having hey. us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. This is the first time I've had three people simultaneously. I've had two. I've had one many times, but never three. So this should be fun. And you guys all sound fantastic, by the way. It's almost like you guys do podcasting, one could say. It's something like that. We dabble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the scenario in which we are meeting each other is... Uh, there is a spot of land here where uh, they've had uh, a fair, a fair every year, been doing it for 80 years, and uh, it's a very storied area. I'm sure there's a lot of interesting history, and uh, it's kind of a, a foreboding evening. It seems kind of odd, and I happen to run into you cats uh, out there. I wonder why you could be there. Anyway. We stripe a conversation because I'm a curious person. You folks seem interesting and you obviously love putting together interesting meals. And so, you know, we was a lot of, you know, a lot of synergies there as, as you were. And uh, we quickly exhaust who I am because there's not a whole lot going on here, right? It's mostly just mustache and bald head past that. Not too much else. <laughs> so it's your turn to reciprocate. So who are you people? Why is everybody? <laughs> You're the tallest, Josh. That's that's uh, burden you uh, burden you have to to live with. Start squatting down everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> one that always starts us off, so it's just yeah, it's a habit. Naturally, have to lead it. Okay, that's fair. So we are three paranormal investigators. So we have a team. Our team is called Cold Spot Paranormal Research, and we love going out and investigating different and unique places so why else would we not be at an old abandoned uh fair oh i didn't say it was abandoned he just said that's where they have it well I'm just oh saying. my gosh what makes you feel i'd be hanging out at an abandoned fair what kind of what person do you think i am well, the problem is, is you actually, you were trying to walk home from the, from your waitering job and you're like, you know what? I'm running late. The this kids... is a shortcut. Yes. <laughs> walk through the old fairgrounds. Uh, well, if that's the scenario, I would just assume you guys were all meth heads and I would have <laughs> taken a wide berth around you. Just so you know, I would... protecting myself, protecting myself for sure. All right. Well, paranormal we investigators, I have been looking to talk to some paranormal investigators for a while. And you guys were the first ones dumb enough. I mean, willing <laughs> enough to talk to me. So I, uh, I really appreciate it. I am curious. What is a paranormal investigator? Well, it's somebody who likes to find truths or facts or, uh, ways that we can advance the paranormal, the understanding of the paranormal. Very, very succinct. Why uh, the paranormal specifically? Like what, what draws you to that? Because it's the unknown. It's, it's something that people don't talk about a ton. It's new. And every time, and every time we get any evidence, it's always exciting. So, and every time is different. Hmm. The unknown. So does that feel like like you're trying to discover something new because I've always thought that like as somebody who lives in like was this the 21st century everything's been found right it's like you can't explore yeah. some new place and find a thing or whatever but this is 
something uncharted, right? I wouldn't say uncharted. It's just nothing proven. Yeah. Hmm. So the the one thing is is like I think everybody has this desire to figure out what happens after one dies. And you know, it's it's kind of different for everybody what their beliefs are and we just kind of go along trying to understand the the truths of those things that happen after we we pass away. And it's finding other people's stories. Yeah. That's always very interesting is you know, we'll research a place, find information, and then see if that correlates with the evidence that we get in the end. That's interesting. Do you feel like um, that research influences what you're looking for or maybe how you perceive things? Um, Maybe sometimes. I mean, sometimes it gives us like a good starting place, like uh, where to go into a specific home to ghost hunt or like uh what part of the building we need to be in you know but at the same time i think especially with us three our minds are pretty open to change that there is a lot of different stories that get told and so we like to find what we get told interesting so when you say what we get told like what the environment tells you, what the things you find, kind of the story yes, that that tells you. Yet, you know, when we're asking questions and if we get answers that through EVPs, which is electronic voice phenomenon, which means that, you know, we ask a question that we're recording on our recorders. And even though we can't hear it because the wavelengths are different, the recorder will actually catch that. And so we will get answers that, um, can correlate with the questions that we're answering or that we're asking. Interesting. All right. So I am an entire, like a complete novice. So I love that you gave me the acronym and also spelled out what that is. You could, I'm sure see the, the look of confusion on my face. Um, <laughs> you say, so you're recording stuff, you're literally asking questions kind of into the universe out loud and, um, just recording yeah. that and then you go back. So you said wavelengths. You're talking about like the voices will be on different frequencies, like outside of human hearing. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So I know the human ear can hear from like 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Is it usually something that's like lower or higher? Like is there or is there a commonality? I would say sometimes it's higher because um, I think my recorder will go up to 40. And so it can catch all of that that I wouldn't catch with my ears. That's interesting. So what made you even think to like experience, or is this, is this a technique that a lot of people use? And so it's like a common thing. I like, I, cause again, like I, I have no understanding of this at all. So the I don't know if like you guys are. I, yeah. The scientific part of it, I don't think anybody really knows or not anybody, but most people don't really know. They just take out the recorder and just start recording. Um, but if you dive into a little bit more and if you have a decent enough recorder, you can change the wavelengths in your recorder to what it will record. And so it's you're able to capture more than if you were if you didn't change it. So, I mean, it, it really depends on how much you want to dive into it. Interesting. So when you're out there and you're doing this i'm assuming you guys do more than just this right like you're are you also recording like video and things like that yeah yeah we got we usually have two to three video cameras with us as well do you guys have like the uh the body mount gopro like as you're walking Actually, around i just bought it and that's so why i brought it today <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna start happening tomorrow <laughs> right, i was gonna say that seems like like the perfect opportunity to use one of those, right? Like just as you're out and exploring, you don't have to think about it. It's just there ready to go and like kind of always capturing, especially if you like find yourself like creeping into some nook or cranny or something like that, you'll be able to capture all that. That's pretty cool. It cool. should be. I'm really hoping that we can capture things that we normally wouldn't. What's the feeling when you, I guess, because I mean, tonight you guys are getting ready to go. Um, go and get dirty, right? You're getting to jump in the Scooby-Doo van and then like go solve some, <laughs> some cool mysteries. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. 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 Okay. Well, what's the thing? Like, do you guys 
do you guys i'm assuming you do planning because you talked about doing research like what's your favorite part of this like the the research ahead of time is it like the actual like the build-up like i'm sure there's excitement associated with the implementation or the the discovery after like what what's everybody's favorite part of this whole thing and it's that's hard it's a hard one yeah i honestly it's it's when you're in the dark and you are investigating when something happens like there's a knock a bang a voice a disembodied voice that comes through where unlike an evp where only your digital recorder picks it up a disembodied voice is exactly what it sounds like it's a voice from no human or no living person in the room and oddly enough sometimes that most of the time that doesn't get caught on the recorder Oh, it doesn't. It's really weird. It's weird. I don't. That was know. the question I was about to ask. Yeah, it doesn't get caught. Not all the time, because sometimes it does. Um, but there's been a few instances where I've had that in the disembodied voices, and it is not on my recorder. So whenever you run into that, is that? Hmm. I have to like I'm because this is me. I'm putting myself in your eyeballs. I have to feel like that's a thing that would startle me. Is that? Is that kind of it? I mean, because obviously this is absolutely what you're looking for. So is it a mixture of like excitement as well as being startled or, or it's is it your... for yeah. me? It's an adrenaline rush. Yeah, absolutely. It, it all depends on how close it is. <laughs> well, it, I'll give this an example. We were in an old prison in Montana and I walked out of what was our base camp area because I was testing a new camera, uh, new video camera, make sure I had the settings right. And then right next to my ear, I get this hiss, like, like someone just kind of like blowing air and hissing, like just a right on my ear, but close enough so that you could almost feel the breath on your ear and it's pitch black. So yes, it's exciting, but it's also a little frightening because it's, I mean, that's like right up in your personal space. Yeah, it also depends on the entity. If it's if it's a darker entity, the room feels darker, then it feels a little bit more um ominous, you know, but if it's if it's something where you're going in there and you're having this you're trying to have a conversation with another entity that's like you, then at that point then it just gets really really exciting and it's a huge adrenaline rush. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I just I I'm furiously scratching notes. You guys just make me think of so many interesting things. Like <laughs> one is like you said so you you'll hear some things um close far so proximity that's interesting. So it's you know like you can actually kind of tell how how close things are. But if you hear if you hear the sound coming from something and it doesn't actually get picked up on any of your recording equipment, do you think maybe hmm, it makes me wonder is it like, did it actually make something audible? Are you just attuned in such a way that you are able to perceive it? And does that mean, if that is true, does that mean that some people are capable of perceiving things that others aren't in that way? Like, ah, that's fascinating to me. I was just curious if you guys have ever explored any of that kind of thinking. Um, no, because I have been in a room with probably 10 other investigators. Uh, one time we were at a theater and an old theater and we went underneath um, the stage and it was probably about three and a half feet tall. So we're all crunching in there. We all sit in a circle and we're able to sit up pretty straight. And uh, what we heard some rustling in the corner of the stage underneath where we were, because it was kind of a not a dirt floor, but it was fairly dirty. And then one of the investigators just turned to that. Like we kind of all looked in that direction and we were like, was that you? Which is a famous question for investigators. <laughs> <laughs> and there's got to be something better to say than that. But anyway, so is that you? And then we all of us heard a woman say, um, it was me. Like everybody heard it. Bro. And Nobody was there. Lights were on. No, we were flicking lights. Nobody was over there. And none of us caught it on our recorders. All of us did not catch it. That's wild. That still makes me wonder. The kind of people that would decide to go do paranormal research. Do you think maybe you have like opened yourself up in such a way that you can perceive things that others can't? Like 
I'm curious. I don't know. It's always possible, but I mean, but we did have that incident. We did have that incident in the prison where we heard that woman scream at us mm-hmm. and everybody heard it. But Stacy. But, but Stacy. Yeah. 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 So, but maybe it's not so much being attuned, but maybe it's more so just listening. Like the act of opening your ears and listening to the environment can be more of a challenge, I think, at times. Well, and that is kind of opening yourself up because I find that the more I go out and investigate, the more I can tune in to the energy and the energy when it shifts. Yeah. Hmm. The energy. So you talked about um, earlier, like uh, some entities could be like darker or maybe, maybe not so, so how does how does one perceive it that something is uh, darker? Maybe their intentions or motives are uh, maybe a little bit more mischievous. Well, we always say that your body is your best tool, hmm. and, and I think most most everyone knows the feeling of good versus bad and how it makes your body feel, and that's pretty much what it is when you go into a place to investigate. You can walk into a room and you can instantly feel the heaviness or like there's something wrong. Um, this isn't quite right versus, oh, this feels pretty chill. Like it doesn't feel like there's anybody in here versus oh, it feels like the room is full. But even though there's nobody there. I think Hopefully that's. That oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Description. Yeah, I was curious. Like, yeah, I think. When a lot of people think about like paranormal investigation, you know, or they see stuff on TV, they usually think about like that kind of the heaviness or the um, like frightening or unnerving. Is there ever an environment you go to where it feels the complete opposite? Like you walk into a space and it just feels warm or inviting or, or comfortable in a way that you think it, it necessarily wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it to. I would actually say most are like that. Yeah. I would oh, that's say cool. most are more uh, receiving, I guess. Receiving. I like that. And it's very uncommon to actually have a place feel that negative. Do you, um, wow. If it's something you don't find very often, does that mean it's something that you like look for and you're like excited to find? Sometimes. Again, that adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. So when I get that sometimes, like for me, if I'm alone, I don't like it. Right. Oh. Because I can't, uh, I can't t- tell another person or have another person with me that says, I heard that too. Or yes, I saw that. Or did you feel that? Can you feel it getting colder? Like you have nobody to, to talk to about that. So when you're kind of alone, you're a little bit more of a target. And so it can get a little bit more scary. But when you are in doubles, when there's about at least two of you, then when you get into those scenarios, it's kind of more exciting because then you feel a little bit more tougher, (laughs) if you will. And you feel like, oh, this is good. We're going to get good stuff out of this. Oh, I can I can totally vibe with that. Like if you're not. Like being alone, I, I can feel like uh, a little sense of worry for my safety sort of thing. But if you have a partner, then I can kind of let that go. I maybe ease back a little bit and just kind of open up more and worry less about, you know. Well, XYZ. and at that point, if there's two of you that have been doing this for a while, you can look at each other and be like, they're just trying to scare us off. Like, don't worry about it. Or if <laughs> this is getting a little too intense, we should probably walk out. That's interesting. Josh, you have been oddly quiet about all this. What's the... Uh... I've been quiet. <laughs> Sorry, I've got... <laughs> I'm just curious. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Um, Jamie, you've truly been the quietest about this. Like, what's... What are, what are your thoughts on kind of um, the feelings you get? Because you also mentioned that, like, you're... The more you practice, the more you're able to kind of tune in. And I'm curious about, like, what is... What is that tuning in process like for you? Um, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I can explain it as electrical a little bit, hmm. like tingly at times. Um, I know that like we had one location that we did last year and 
we felt like this timid, like female spirit. And she was at the top of the stairs and we were kind of sitting on the stairs with our backs towards the top. And uh, it felt comfortable. She was shy and timid, but then it shifted. All the hair stood up, you know, and you got like the goose flesh going and it didn't feel quite so nice anymore. It felt like something heavy and ominous. It was like electrical a little bit and it felt as though it was creeping down towards us slowly. And we all felt it. We all felt it. And we even got an EVP not too long after that, too, down the hall. We did. That it wasn't very nice. It was not nice. Profanity and all. So, but yeah, so, it's, it's very electrical. What's the, like, afterwards, once you've, once you've worked with the team for a little bit, having all these shared experiences, it's so interesting because it's almost like, um, I kind of feel like, uh, you guys are, you know, Neo, Trinity, and the others, you know, and you've kind of looked outside the matrix a little bit. Like, does that feel odd to you that, like, you're just this group of people that know something that the vast majority of people have no clue about? Does that seem strange walking in your day-to-day -day life? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on who you're with yep. and and because some people... Like for me, this is like my favorite thing to do on the side of raising my family, right? And some people think that that's like freaking awesome and they want to go with me. And some people are like, good for you, walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Back away slowly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody yeah. else care to chime in on that? I, I just say that that's pretty much the way it feels like. And it's funny, too, because people are like, so what are you doing this weekend? It's like going on a paranormal investigation and then their eyes get big. And it's like, oh, OK. You're one of those. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. For me, I just don't care what they think. Well, I just <laughs> I know what I like to do and I, I enjoy it. And, you know, I get pumped and excited to go do this. And, you know, if others don't. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man. It's like, it's what I say, never kink shame. Like what everybody's into, let them like what they like. I get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you just mentioned people sometimes want to go with you. Do you ever let any uh, any muggles go with you guys? <laughs> we actually do. Um, we started last year and we did an investigation, a ghost hunt where it was public uh, or like a friends and family. And so we did invite um, our friends and family to come and investigate with us and see what it's like to do what we do and see if they could have experiences on their own. And um, it's, it's such a fun thing to see people that you care about, care about what you do. Mm. For sure. But, but we did invite those two gals. So we were in Wyoming and yes. we were doing another prison in Wyoming mm -hmm. and they offer these daytime tours where you go through and they'll give you some of the history and bring you through the, the place to, to tell you what's happened in those, in those spots. And we met these two gals that were on the tour with us and we're like, Hey, do you want to come join us tonight? We're going to come back in here and investigate it. And they're like, yes, we do. <laughs> and it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. It's fun yeah. to get people's different energies in there because you can have a, a totally monotonous night and nothing's going on, but you get some people in there and it just livens it up. It just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm very similar. Like if there's something that I love to do, if I can share it uh, with somebody else, um, I can kind of vicariously relive it through them, right? Like seeing the excitement that they go through all the surprises or the, yeah, all this stuff. I, I love sharing the things I love with other people as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. So whenever you guys uh, bring normies in with you, do you feel like it kind of slows you down? Does it sort of throw off the machine of the team sort of thing? Like in such a way that it makes you not want to necessarily do that too often? Not really. I mean, because most of the times the people that we've brought in to join us are interested in learning the, the how to do a paranormal investigation or they're just really curious about the paranormal in themselves. And so they're very respectful and 
and they just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Sometimes they join in and investigate, or sometimes they just sit back and kind of watch from the outside, you know, from the outside of the circle, essentially. But mm-hmm. we haven't had any, I don't think we've had any real problems bringing other no. people in. Uh-huh. That's cool. That's cool. I, cause I also like uh, environments that aren't exclusionary where you're like totally cool about bringing people in and, um, obviously I, I mean, I say, obviously, I assume you run into a lot of skeptics that don't really find what you do very interesting or, um, My husband. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not negatively, he's like, like a, oh, no, not a negative no. force, right? He's just like, nah, it's well, not for I'm me. Gonna, I'm going to take a nap while you guys go. <laughs> that's, and that's what he's done. He has fallen asleep in the middle of us doing this ghost hunt in this like super haunted place and he just falls asleep He's like are we done yet <laughs> <laughs> i get it that's like uh my wife's a uh, fitness instructor i used to go to like her zumba class it's like i'm doing the thing i'm going through the motions but yeah i, I don't i don't belong here yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i can get that i can get down with that but you guys fascinate me like the the idea of all this stuff so it makes me curious one of the things you guys touched on is um, one of the, the, it sounded like one of the motivating things. I'm not sure if this is a common thread for paranormal investigators, but curious about what happens when you die. Like, uh, what happens next? Is that, I mean, is that what brought most of you or most of the folks you run into, you think, into paranormal research? I think most of the people that I've met about that are paranormal investigators, they're trying to explain what happened to, or explain what happened to them when they were younger or remove the fear from it. Yeah, mine was definitely remove the fear. Oh. Like remove the fear from dying? No, um, I just had a huge fear of ghosts in general. I had a fear of, like it felt like I was being watched all the time as a kid. And I had a, a lot of experiences as a kid. And there's a lot of theories around that. And um, that kids are just more susceptible to that until they reach a certain age and then it that door kind of closes but for me it never really closed it just went from me seeing a bunch of things to then and not really understanding because I was so little to going to me being a teenager and not seeing it but hearing it all Hmm. and that just adds a whole new level of being scared if you don't understand it so I, I feel like knowledge is power and when I got to an adult and I was like, this is still happening to me. Why? Like, why am I still scared about this? So I decided to just dive in and it's, and I've always loved ghosts and stuff in general anyways, but there's always been a fear behind it when I'm alone. So now that fear is pretty much gone and there's more strength behind it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Like, um, there's a thing I'm afraid of. So let me learn everything about it. So I can remove it. What is Churchill? The only thing to fear is fear itself or whatever, yeah. like the unknown, like what we don't understand. Yeah. And and that's, you know, that's very true. I, I grew up terrified of the paranormal. I had <laughs> different reasons for it. Um, I got introduced to Poltergeist and The Shining when I was four or five years old. And then I had some uh, other experiences where I got told uh, during first communion that there are evil spirits in the world. And if you ever see one, you'll die. Whoa. Yeah, yeah that's a little scary. That's heavy. You're talking <laughs> about oh, he- heaviness in a room. That feels like a pretty heavy room right there. Yeah. So imagine like having experiences after that. And you're like, uh-uh, no, no, I'm running from all of that stuff. And then my wife got me into it. And then once she got me in, there's been no looking back. Nope. I think for us, like our main kind of theme for what we do is it's not as scary as you think it is. Yeah. And we try to teach people that when we have other people come with us is it's not as scary as you think it is. Let me show you how much fun it can be. And let me show you how to have fun with it and not be afraid of it. And not get hurt. Yeah. Right. Right. So you, Josh, you said my wife got me into it and you looked kind of at a different spot in the room and I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, but I didn't realize that there was apparently a, a missing piece there. Um, and I didn't hear Jamie's explanation of 
how she kind of got into this stuff? Well, my brother, when he was in junior high, he brought home a, a book on the paranormal. And I remember taking that book and reading it cover to cover hmm. and just having this fascination and this curiosity to, you know, learn more. Um, and then as I got older, I, I did start having experiences and, you know, here and there, not a lot. And yeah, it just, it's something I've always been into. You know, my dad's side of the family, we get together every Wednesday when the new episode of Ghost Hunters would come on and we'd make a spaghetti dinner and we'd all sit around and watch it together. And, you know, so, and I thought, well, someday I'd like to be a part of a team or, you know, have our own team. And here you are. Here you are. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Not as scary. Well, something you said that probably drew me in the most. Uh, in the, well, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things, but uh, you said that you collect stories. So you're like talking to people about things that happened. Like that's, I love somebody to tell me a story. Why do you think I'm sitting here talking to you guys? I love folks <laughs> telling me a story. And so the idea of not only doing your own research, but then talking to people, getting those stories and then investigating, that sounds freaking fascinating. Is that something that like really kind of keeps you like compelled and moving? I mean, obviously it sounds like it's a hunt for you guys, you know, it's like, oh, um, totally is. Yeah. <laughs> and every place we go is different. So, I mean, it's never the same. And every time we, every time we go is different so we've gone to places multiple times and every time is something different yeah mm -hmm. so it's always it... fascinating and interesting yeah does it seem like there's um particular times of year that are more conducive to this sort of thing obviously you don't want to go in like the dead of winter because it's going to be miserable or oh Done but that. we do <laughs> it oh. doesn't stop us it doesn't stop it because we're <laughs> animals animals <laughs> i yeah uh, this hearkening back to a previous part of our conversation i dislike i have a strong dislike of the cold so like the idea of me out at two in the morning in the cold is, is not i mean that's not that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah i would find a warm corner to hunker down in and uh, build well, a shelter try to, try to do those more in the inside when it's cold outside ah makes sense but jamie and i did go out to a place uh in november and investigate and i think it was six degrees outside yeah it, it wasn't great <laughs> and we investigated outside at six degrees. Well, does it does it seem like there's a time of year or anything like that? Or I always look for correlations and patterns and things. It's the way my uh, non uh, what is it not neurotypical brain works. I look for patterns and sequences and data analysis portions of these things. But I also assume it's probably attuned to the place itself, right? It's both. It's both. It's um, the weather can definitely change the atmosphere of the place that you're investigating hmm. so whenever we know that it's raining or it's storming it just gets us even more excited because one the storm can put all that electricity in the air which we believe um gives them kind of like it's like them pl plugging in to get energy um it's just a way for them to manipulate things easier and more. And so I feel like we get a lot more evidence when it's a stormy night, um, when it's raining because running water um, tend, we, there's the theory that running water gives them energy as well. Yeah. That's fascinating. Like I've never heard any of this stuff before. So electricity affects things as well as, running water so if you have environments that I, I assume any place you go to if there's an abundance so you're you looking for haunted hydroelectric dams then <laughs> well you'll see like if you if you ever watch uh like ghost hunting shows and stuff and they talk about um places that have rivers right by them or mm. if um a body of water that's moving Right, that tends to be um, more active than if there wasn't any water moving there. Hmm. So, and again, I have no understanding. So you could talk to me like I'm five years old about any of this stuff. But <laughs> um, is so? Do ghosts kind of live on the same plane as we do, or is there? I've heard of like they live on a different plane, but there's a veil, and sometimes it gets thinner. You know, and then it makes it easier for them to kind of 
crossover. It's like, what's what's the the common theory you guys hold? Or if you maybe maybe you have different opinions. That's an interesting concept. <laughs> it, I don't know. I have this feeling that it's almost like dimensional in that avenue. Hmm. I mean, you can call it planes. You can call it dimensions. It's kind of, it's, I mean, unless we're getting the string theory, it's, it's kind of a similar process, but it's, it's like they're here, but they're not. And I think the interesting thing that we've started to think about a little bit more is what time are they in? Hmm. Because there's been these cases where you're speaking to a spirit and they don't realize that there's not a door there or that you're in a theater, but they see a house because that's what was there before. And so it's kind of like, are you, are they in a different time? Is it really truly a, an extra dimensional area? Like, those are the some, those are some of the things that I don't think anyone really has a solid proof of it, of of what it is. Yeah, that's and such it, an interesting concept. I think for me, it's it's more religious. So I get my beliefs more from religion than I get from, I guess, creating my own ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you saying? So, well, I mean, he's come up with his own idea on what he believes and thinks. And I don't know if anybody's right or wrong, because does anybody really know? No, no. Right. And that's what's kind of fun about this is everybody. We all have our different theories and we all we all are trying to find the answers. And we don't really necessarily care as much as like, oh, that's not right. You know, like, Josh, that is not the right theory. You know, like, we don't, we let each other believe what we want to believe and just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea that you guys leave space to each other, rather for each other to kind of have your own ideas or beliefs. And uh, it's uh, not many facets of life where you see groups of people that have diametric, well, I'm not saying diametrically opposed, but very different opinions on stuff and can still pursuing the same avenues that's really cool it's a lot of respect we have a lot of respect for each other yeah absolutely and i think that's what makes us jive so well that's cool that's cool well elisa you said your ideas are based in religion so what are your thoughts on ghosts then um so for me i'm a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints aka mormons AKA LDS. <laughs> right, right. You guys are in Utah, so it tracks. <laughs> Utah. I figure there's a high probability it'd be <laughs> At one, least of one of you. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's just something I've grown up with my entire life. And um, like I said, I experienced things when I was very young. I started at the age of about two till uh, about seven. And in our in our belief system is that, you know, the veil is thin for um, younger children and mm. the veil meaning, you know, uh, the spirit world versus, um, the earth's dimension. Cause we also believe that the spirit world is on earth. And, um, and so we believe that there's a veil that, that makes it so we can't see them and they can't see us. And some people, um, have more abilities to hear or to see, to feel um and for me and some people don't feel anything at all like my husband feels nothing and for me i i feel a lot of things and so um it just depends on on the person but anyway um i believe that it's the veil i believe that the veil is thinner for me than it would say my husband who doesn't feel anything mm. uh, but it went, it, it, it filled back in, I guess, however you want to say it. Um, when I turned about seven or eight and then when I became a teenager, it almost, it was like ripped off and everything just got really intense. And so, um, that's when it got really, really scary for me. So that's when I decided I've got to get a, I got to get a handle on this. I've got to figure this out because, 
this is terrifying. Like mm. every this is terrifying. Did you tell anybody about this or was this just kind of a, a struggle like inside your head? Well, I ended up um uh, like I did tell my parents, you know, and and my family and they were like, Oh, well, guess what? We we had this and we had this when we were younger and it found out that my grandma was sensitive, my mom is sensitive, um, and my dad a little bit too, you know, so I feel like it could be um, a hereditary thing and how that works. I have no idea. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I really don't know. That's what I would love to find out the scientific reason why some people say that they feel things. And some people are like, Nope, I feel nothing. You know, there's gotta be a scientific explanation for that. And I just don't know what that is, but that would be so interesting for me to find out. That is interesting. So for people that, uh, you said like when you're young, they're, the veil it could be a little bit thinner. You could see through it better. Is there a name for people that are more attuned like that? Just, we just say sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sensitive. Yeah, we, yeah. Other people use other terminology, right. which gets watered. Things get watered down, but the terms of psychic and medium and empath mm-hmm. are three words that get thrown around a ton, a ton too much. Yeah, too much in this field. And so it makes it really hard to, because I do believe that there are people who have these abilities, but at the same time, there's so many people who I think want to have it so bad, or they might have a little bit of sensitivity and they take it so far to say that they're a medium or a psychic. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it hard to believe the ones that are, that really do have that ability. Yeah. Mm. Well, what is like, in your, I guess, in your line of work, what you guys are accustomed to doing and all that stuff, what's the definition of psychic empath medium as opposed to what some, you know, like not Miss Cleo, right? Like I know that's, right, that's <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not what it really is. But like, what does it mean to you guys? Go ahead. So I, I look at medium as an individual who is very capable of, having a normal conversation with a spirit that's wild and i've met one person and i've seen one person that has those conversations and that was that was really trippy to to watch that happen so jamie and i went and saw chip coffee who's a very famous medium in that avenue and the information that he was coming up with was it was uncanny how accurate it was for people. Well, he did it for me. Yeah. We didn't know you at the time. I, <laughs> you were there, but we didn't know each other. And so yeah, we were in just like a big room and he, it was kind of like, just, I don't know, maybe about 30 of us, 30, 40 of us in a room. And he was like, at the very beginning, who would like to be read? And so we all kind of, raise her hand if you want to be read. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and I, and he's like, okay, think of someone that you want, would like to hear from. So instantly I thought of my grandma and I was like, I want to hear from her. Cause I was really close to her and I knew her personality really well. And I knew a lot about her. So I would be able to know if this was legit. Right. Cause I think a lot of people, whenever they come across a person like this, they're like, let's see how real you are. I'm going to test you or I'm going to, you know, and eventually I think I was the last one and he got to me and he was like, you wanted to hear from your grandma. She does not like you right now. And I just started laughing because I knew she hated being in public. I knew she hated it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and he started talking about how much she hated being out in the public. And then he's like, all right. I've never said this to someone in a psychic reading ever, but this is how your grandma is telling me to know that it's her. And he just sat there like this with his hands over his eyes. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. And he says, um, there was one time that she was sitting in her rocking chair and you were in the living room talking with her and she farted and (laughs) you said, grandma, did you fart? And she said, no, girls don't fart. We, we, we fluff pink soaps or like something, (laughs) something like that. 
And I just started laughing and crying at the same time because I'm like, that's grandma. (laughs) You know, like, and it was just so hurt. And, and I have the personality where I don't care about burps or farts or anything like that. I think it's all hilarious. And I have all brothers and I raised three boys and it's just kind of funny to me that that is what was said to say, like, this is your grandma. Mm. That's great. Some people, yes, some people have that gift. Yeah. And it's amazing and beautiful to see mm. if they're good, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What you what you experience about like that? Does that does it feel like confirmation of the stuff you guys are, are hunting down or chasing all the time? I feel like it just adds a piece to the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we have this big, big puzzle that we're trying to put each piece together and um each piece of evidence that we find just brings in that little extra piece to try to fill that puzzle. And I don't know, honestly, if it will ever be finished. You know, I don't know if that puzzle will ever be finished. It's like a million piece puzzle. That's right? the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then sometimes the more you learn, the more questions you get. And yeah. that puzzle just expands, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't know. You start with like a four piece puzzle and, and one of the pieces are, is our ghost real. And then you put that piece in. And then as soon as you put that piece in all another, another 500 pieces show up. Mm. Yep. Oh my gosh. What that just happened? <laughs> this whole new world just opened up. Yeah. Mm. Would you, do you think you, if it were possible, do you think you would want that puzzle to ever be solved or is the pursuit of it so enjoyable that you would just love to just do this the rest of your life? I think if it even was solved, I would still continue because there's so many spirits out there that want to be heard and, and want to have contact and want questions answered and help and things like that, that I don't, and there's people dying every day, you know, there's, Mm. there's no time in this world that this, that's ever going to stop. Yeah. So I don't, I would not ever see me stopping, even if this, this was answered. I think it would you? give me. How about you, Josh and Jamie? Like if, if the, the question was answered or was able to be answered, would you want it to be? That's kind of tough. Um, I think I'm with Elisa on this one. I think even if it was answered, I think I'd still continue because like she said, there's a lot of new spirits. A lot of people die. Um, and these spirits just want to be heard a lot of the times, you know, nobody likes to be forgotten. Hmm. So I think that's largely it. Yeah. Nobody likes to be forgotten. Mm-mm. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's, I guess it comes back to legacy. Sometimes so many of these conversations end up touching on legacy. It's like, how are you going to be remembered? You know, one way or the yeah, other. Yeah. So you yeah. feel like, they want to have contact that they're actively pursuing. You don't feel like it's just they're going about whatever it is they typically do. And they happen to like bump into you guys. It's like, they're actively trying to contact you. I think it's both. Yeah. I, was say, I think it's both of those pieces mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes they're just going about their daily life and then some people show up and start talking to them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you're going about your daily life in Walmart and someone just says, Hey, how are you doing? How was your day today? You know, you may or may not feel inclined to talk, but if you do, you might have a really good conversation. Hmm. And, and in other cases, you know, you're like that guy over there looks really cool. I'm going to go talk to him. And you know, I, it's, I, I don't know anybody that does that, but <laughs> whatever people do is me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But if you think about it, everybody has a different personality Mm -hmm. and that doesn't change. No. Just because you die doesn't mean your personality changes. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get people who are quiet. You're going to get people who are loud. You're going to get people who scream and people who don't. (laughs) And people who like to play tricks on you. You you get jokesters. You get people who are angry and just cuss at you, hate you no matter what you say. (laughs) And you're going to get the whole rambit. And that's, that's what's so fun is there's no one specific type no everybody's different and everybody's ideas are different and that doesn't change Hmm. 
Do you feel like if you were able to solidly communicate that you'd like to dedicate a lot of your time to figuring out whatever it is these people want? Like if they're going out of their way to contact you, it's for some specific reason, right? Or do you think oh, it no. is maybe just, hey, I, I just want to touch another person in this moment thing? I think it's both. I think there are some people who want to be heard to move on and to figure hmm. that out. And I think some people um, like want that, like, it's okay, go ahead. And some people who are like, hey, what's up? We just want to say hi, how we're passing through, you know? And, <laughs> you know, I think we get, you get it all. You do. Yeah. I mean, we've even had spirits show up when we're investigating somewhere. It's almost like we're a beacon sometimes. And they follow us around. And they follow you. And sometimes they come to you asking for help. Mm -hmm. And we get some of them that will just follow us around that yeah. just want to hang out and chat. Some that are curious. And sometimes we're like, hey, can you uh, step aside for a minute? We're trying to see if there's anybody <laughs> else out here. <laughs> you know, we go to a different building and you're still here. Proud of me. <laughs> but all in all, it's it's so fun. Yeah. I wonder, it just occurred to me, I wonder if they find a kindred spirit in you guys, right? Because you're, I mean, you're there on a mission. This is your purpose is to find them and see them. You know, and, and I'm just imagining myself if I existed in the world and nobody ever saw me. And then after a couple of years, somebody popped up looking for me. It's like, I can't imagine uh, like the magnetism I would have for that individual. Like, you know, just, you know, like a, a man dying of thirst in the desert sort of scenario. You know, I, yeah. Maybe there's some draw, like maybe they can feel the way you can feel them. Maybe they can feel you too looking for that. Well, I think that's true because we had this incident that happened where there's a, a, ver a very common haunted place that everyone goes to here. It's called Benson Grist Mill. And there's this one cabin and everyone's like, you know, don't even bother going into this cabin. There's a grumpy old lady in there. She never wants to talk to anybody. It's just a waste of your time. So I took my brother-in-law in there and she wouldn't stop talking to us because she, her, my brother-in-law is just as grumpy as she is. <laughs> Kindred spirit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Good spirit. Hmm. And we found out all, all sorts of information about this lady. And it's like, wow, we finally got a chance to talk to this lady and figure out who she was. And why she was still on the property. And it's just, a, it's those things are really neat when you kind of get that type of almost like this. I know something that nobody else knows because she won't talk to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's just like the idea that you guys see and are at least attempting to understand a whole world, like, you know, a whole unexplored area that nobody else really knows about. And, and to top that off, not only are you exploring it, but you guys have decided to share it with the rest of the world, right? Uh, you like that segue right into the uh, the idea that you guys are, <laughs> yeah. are podcasters. So not only do you have all these experiences, which you're capturing them and then, uh, I mean, sharing kind of, I don't know, your collection of, of who you guys are with the world. It's like, where did that start? Well, you know, it's funny because... We were, we were all on different teams before and we started kind of hanging out and we're like, Hey, we should start a team together. And so we're like, we're kind of him and a hawing around about it. And people are like, yeah, I think that might be a good idea, but I'm kind of still kind of attached to where I'm at and we'll, we'll see. And then we all started talking, uh, throughout the year and just finally decided, you know what, we are going to join up. We're going to start a team together. And then we started talking on this app called Marco Polo. And it's just kind of like a, instead of being a normal text messaging app, it's like a video messaging app. So you can leave everybody a video message and then someone can respond. And we ended up, I, I think I ended up starting off one day saying, Hey, how's my paranormal peeps? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you know what? That'd be a really good name for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how I got born. But how about, I mean, hmm, 
So I started a podcast a long time ago, a technical one, and it was an excuse for all my friends to get together and talk. Like I was just trying to find reasons for us to get together. Is that sort of <laughs> how this went? I think for us, it was to have an outlet. I think that um, all of us love to talk ghosts and this is the perfect way to do it because yeah. we all enjoy it. And this was a perfect opportunity for us to learn more and dive into it more, have a reason to dive into it. And sharing it is like a bonus, I feel like. So has this changed your relationship with uh, the paranormal research stuff? Like I'm assuming you guys do more research uh, for the podcast portions and stuff like that now. Oh, we do. A, yeah, we do a lot more now mm -hmm. for sure. I've actually read a lot more about it than I have ever in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. That's cool. So is it um, is it making you enjoy that part, the reading part, the research part more than I'm not saying it's going to outweigh the stuff in the field, but is it kind of helping you sort of find a, a more of a love for that? I, I think so. I mean, in a sense, it's like more of this opening like fascination and, and some of it's like, hey, I didn't even know this place existed. We should go there. Like, that's cool. Where can, you know, what's going on with this place? And then you start researching it and you're like, wow, that's really cool. We we're going to go there and we just figure out a trip and a plan and pack up and go. Yeah. That's cool. So you guys like road trip with this stuff. Oh, heck no, yeah. that's what we're doing tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short road trip, nine hours. Oh, oh my God. That's a short one. <laughs> that's a short one. That's a short one. Cause we've done 20. Huh? Okay. You guys, uh, yeah, you definitely, there's some mental illness involved in this uh, organization. No, that's cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. So when, uh, when am I going to see like a YouTube channel from you guys of these crazy adventures? I think we're going to revive it this year. Yeah, we do have one. We have one. It just hasn't really been updated in a couple of years. <laughs> a couple? Four-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, you guys have been together for quite a while then. Uh, no, they, well, they, two years yeah, now as a group. Oh, okay, they okay. Started doing it before I came to their group, and I was on a different team for like five years before I joined this one, five or six. Yeah. yeah. Do, uh, do the members of your old team, do they snub you? Is it kind of like a, a weird thing? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's it was more of a everybody needs a change, you know, because I've been ah. with them for a long time and they were like and it was I think it had it ended terrible, then yeah, but I'm I just can't do that. I'm just not like that. That's so cool. so I think it everybody's like, Hey, good for you. That's great. You know, I don't think it's a terrible thing. Yeah. And everybody grows, right? And sometimes you grow in different directions and you find oh, people that are moving the same. Exactly. And I think that's what it was for me. They were the, the perfect team for me to start out in. I mean, I couldn't have picked a better team to start ghost hunting with. And they grew me to what I am now. And then, um, but I could only go so far with them. And I felt like moving on to a team with these two is that now I'm able to expand that. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I'll tell you guys what, we're getting pretty close to time. And I like to be very respectful of that. You guys were super awesome for spending time with me. So um, we've already talked about it a little bit, but right here at the end, I usually like to say, hey, obviously there are things you want people to, to find you doing on the internet. Um, so is there anything you'd like to promote? Any, when's the book coming out that you guys are gonna be <laughs> putting? Where's the DVD set? Uh, what, what do you, how do you want people to interact? How do you want people to find you? Yeah, well, we got a couple different places. So we got Facebook. We do. And where's that at? Uh, you can find us at Cold Spot Paranormal Research on Facebook, as well as Paranormal Peace Podcast. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, Twitter, we're at at CPR Paranormal. And on Instagram, we're at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research. All right. So they're going to find you on Facebook, Twitter, Insta. And they're going to check out the podcast as well. Well, you guys are a ton of fun. And uh, thank you for being uh, so generous with your time. 
talk it to just the regular uh, mortal, uh, you know, just the regular <laughs> normal. I, know, I was gonna say muggle. I already used that once. I can't, uh, I to, can't recycle it. Um, yeah, Josh, Jamie, Lisa, thank you so much. I'm gonna hit uh, stop on all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs>